gloves are off. The gloves are off. And freedom of speech is absolute. Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. Where nothing is off limits. So stick your trigger warnings up your ass. Up your ass. Y'all need Jesus! <laughs> And we are back for another episode of Uncensored Podcast. This is supposed to be our first back since the holiday break, but we went live last week anyway because that is what we do here on Uncensored. We are unpredictable. We are crazy, and we are just cool as F. I am joined today. Always... Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say cool as F. It's the Uncensored Podcast. I, I still don't like dropping F-bombs too much. But whatever. Um, you can say it. We're cool as fudge. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> okay, we are we, we're live. Uh, tonight's episode is our split explosives copied under the Second Amendment and DLD after dark himself will be leading this discussion because of course he will. But before we get into that, we need to do our customary strap check. Strap check, strap check. I'll go first. I have a Gen 2 Glock 17. Strap check. That's beautiful. OG? A Gen 2. Do you know Do you know the um, production, like month, month and year? That's no. If you look up the serial, uh, you'll be able to identify when I got Is it not... the anniversary edition of when Gaston Glock got married to his new wife? Ooh. All right, go ahead, Rich. You next. What you pack? I, I got a box of Glocks. No, but for real. So, yeah, a box of Glocks, man. Oh, I you, took you a couple out of the box. Have. Okay, now now run those slides. Run those slides. Hold on. If I don't see if I don't see rounds coming out, they don't count if bullets aren't flying out that, that mofo. Where where is your self defense? Those are Excellent builds, excellent builds. Now where, where is your he's, loaded firearm? He's probably the same. The dude does the, does the same thing that I do, um, and I, he doesn't want to show his concealed carry every single freaking week. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I I do carry my MP5. I just didn't want to be a copycat. You know. Look, I I know what you guys are thinking. Um, you're probably like, yo, Dark clearly has an MP5 on his chest, right? But what I'm going to show is my simple, boring Glock 43X <laughs> with uh, the round in the chamber. However, uh, this is this mofo is loaded up with uh, plus P plus BPLEs, and these things are moving like via... And also, uh, this this is unloaded. This is basically a, a prop gun. This is the Arcane uh, Tactical uh, Strike 80. Strike 80. Not a P80. Not a Lone Wolf 80. Not a GST 980. A motherfucking Strike 80. Well, Battle Worn Blue. Well, there you go. So, he was just showing a Battle Worn Blue Strike 80. And uh, he has an MP5 with a brace. Yes. And a binary trigger. And a binary trigger. I have an MP5 with a Safety Harbor Firearms KES. And also dark. Did you see what I got today? Ooh, nice. Beautiful. 
You deserve it. You're worth it. Nice. I might be donating Good. one of these to someone that we both know. I love that. I I actually have a K right. stock for my MP5. These nice. are a uh this this is a PR trigger for those that are just listening. Pull release trigger. It is a binary Glock trigger. Um and I think I'm gonna stick it in the old Gen 217. You do have that other uh, OEM uh, 17, the the th Reaper, not the Reaper, the Reaper. That's not OEM. Well, but the frame is OEM, though. The the frame is OEM, but, I mean, that has from, some real high end. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, all, they said it just it should go in an OEM Glock. Um, so, I mean, it would probably still work in that. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, like, everything in there is already, you know, it has, like, a 300 some dollar trigger in there already. Yeah. You know, titanium nitride pens and... Woo! Oh, and, Kurt, and that... I am not getting my PR trigger in June. They, yeah. they don't ship to Florida. They don't no ship to Florida, Florida but... I have two of them right here. And we'll end that conversation right there. Well, no, I mean, I'll give it to Rich and you just have to keep it in Virginia. Oh, yeah. Hang on, guys, guys, guys. If you are here in our live chat, we got almost 50 people in our live chat. You guys have to do a strap check, too, right? Uh, Johnny Barr says 25 ACP Beretta. Dang, <laughs> that's Beretta? what's up. May, Dude, May of 1966. Badass. Oh, I also want to thank our subscribers, uh, ADF Firearm, AD Firearms, and Kirk24. If you want to help support the Uncensored Podcast and maybe make us a little bit of a profit in about like five years from now, mm -hmm. <laughs> we break even. You're going to go ahead and hit that join button. But if not, you can always follow. Yeah. Or but by then we'll put thumbs up and like us. Yeah, and guys, just so you all know, I know not everyone here is following us from our uh, individual YouTube channels. Uh, just so you guys know, we do have links for PR triggers. We do have links for goon beams. We have links for tack knives. We have links for so hit us up. You know, uh, hit Crump up, uh, hit Rich up, hit me up if you guys have any questions because we can help uh -huh. you save money and uh there might be a now. website coming out that's gonna have a bunch of links on there and coupon codes and before we get started crump what shirt are you wearing tier one kinetics nice i find nice. your shirt rich i'm gonna bring you it the shot it? yeah all right well you don't have to bring a shot i'll see you next weekend oh well, i'll give it to you next weekend then and rich what shirt are you wearing the ultimate settlement coin the tusk shirt nice shout out to tuscany and i am wearing a los pollos hermanos shirt. love that shirt that's no, so funny no, black phone tactical is not coming back I, a, I, I need to say thing. hi to let's see who do i need to say hi to i saw marconi armory and there we got toy town johnny ba we nice got friend. Uh, Damien Christ, you know, Johnny Barr, Kurt24, of course. Key Astrike, Key his brother Key Epsidic is not with us. Nah. <laughs> no one got that, Rich. Yeah, we got Fire Rotter. 
I, I know it's some sort of silly tech joke. Oh, and Live Life was was first in the chat. Dang. Oh, it was he? Was he? Dang. Nice. Okay. And um, uh, let's see. I see Joe shooting Gallery New England, who I was with yesterday. Yes, and he was on the channel. Oh, and one more announcement before get before kick it over to Dark to run this whole entire podcast for tonight, since this is his topic. But on Wednesday, um, the twenty third, I believe it is. At our normal time, we will be broadcasting from the Otis booth on the floor, a shot show in their podcast studio that they have set up for us. Uh Uh Nice. That's awesome. I'll be joining in. Do I get like free Otis swag? (laughs) Yeah, you can get. I got some Otis swag. That's like the easiest swag to get, Rich. No way. Yes. I've been missing out. Well, I, I I sent you something that you can get for free. Sent you. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, just timing wise, it might not be good. Hey, we got Damian Christ. What's up, brother? Yep. Yeah, I said hi to him. All right, the, Patriot let's Patriot Gamer. Patriot Gamer. Ooh, All right. Zanti Misfit. Let's kick it over oh, to Dark and let's get this party started. Yes, sir. Uh, we will go ahead and get it started. I just want to add really quickly that 80 Firearms, who is, I believe, 80 XR920, says that uh-huh. he's got his XR920 Elite with Holosun 507C with Connecticut compliant 10 round magazines, of, uh, 10 round magazine of hollow points. So nice. Awesome. Oh, also has a TLR7 Alpha. Nice. Mine too. Um, now, mine's not the Elite, it's just the XR920C. It's the combat. Um, okay, so. Uh, Yes, your DLD beanie. So all of okay, let me address this, and we're getting started. All of the merch has been shipped and fu- has been fulfilled, and is going to be shipped from DLD Hardware. So for you guys that had, I had some issues between the store talking to DLD Hardware, all the lazy roofer merch and uh, beanies and all that stuff is going to be shipped. Uh, if you haven't gotten a notification already, so thank you guys for your patience on that. And uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and get started. So. First off, I'd like to say thank you guys for having an open mind to have this conversation. Um, I'm I'm posing the question, and and, and this is more of a question and a conversation, and I want to hear each person's individual thoughts on this, not only from Rich and from Crump, but also people in uh, the comments as well. Uh, So I want to start by saying this. Um, I'll, I'll pose the question first. Are explosives covered, or are possession of explosives, uh, transportation of explosives, synthesis of explosives, and storage of explosives? We know that federally, people can't just run around storing pounds of RDX, right? Like, there are rules on this shit, and then each, some states have different rules, but are explosives covered under the Second Amendment? What I mean by that. Uh, because the Second Amendment is a restriction on government. So your natural rights for self-preservation are explosives covered under the Second Amendment. Are they protected by the Second Amendment? We know, because I have this bird chirping in the back of my head, acknowledge the world that we live in, right? Like, we know that they're not. And what I'm asking is, should they be? And what y'all's individual opinion on that is? topic is what your stance is so uh crump what are your thoughts uh are explosives covered under the second amendment or should they be covered under the second amendment 
Uh, you know me, man. You know me. I'm I'm an absolutist, so I absolutely believe that they should be co covered under the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is just not guns. The right to bear arms, arms means any type of weaponry available to the military should be available to the citizens, including explosives. And I'm pretty sure our... Um, audience is pretty damn based so they're probably going to be yeah they'll probably all have the same thing okay appreciate that i appreciate your perspective uh rich what about you so i since you hit it one way i'm going to hit it the other way because that, that was going to be part of my argument what mm -hmm. john just covered uh if you don't have explosives you don't have a second amendment because what makes the little rounds go down the barrel now Granted, I'm talking of the Second Amendment in the context of firearms, not not just uh, weapons, because realistically, the Second Amendment would cover plasma rifles, lasers, all sorts of shit. Yeah, any, anytime. It can be a non-lethal weapon. It can be a lethal weapon. It can be knives. It could be whatever. I'm talking. It could be a flamethrower. I'm talking be... any any and all tools of self-preservation. Now here's where my where my perspective is. So I figured that somebody would bring up the gunpowder uh, piece, and uh, that's mm -hmm. going to be probably one of the biggest parts of the conversation. Uh, also dating back to historically speaking, yes, right. I'm not talking. I'm. I mean, uh, I can own a cannon. Sure. And a you can go a in. Weapon, but a cannon is even regulated. Correct. Yeah. And and. and black powder that sets off cannons you you could go in and buy a hundred pounds of pyrodex right now with cash and walk out completely unregulated of walmart uh well that's another conversation um you know if you walked into you know the big box stores that sell it like bass pro and cabela's you could just go grab a pound of black powder no questions asked usually they don't even id you right and pay cash and just roll out of there so what I am talking about is all explosives, which encompass black powder, black powder, synthetics, you know, Pyrodex and those kind of things, and high explosives, RDX, Simtex H, C4, uh, Comp B, CL20. Uh, I mean, ammonium nitrate by itself isn't necessarily, well, um, I'm talking like, should people be able to literally store two pounds of rdx in their gun safe lawfully and and this is where it it, it kind of gets interesting because um personally i believe that there's some confusion in, in this and, and i want to kind of bring it up so would you guys answer the same way that you did if you knew that every single human being because this is the biggest question that that i get the kickback that i get Every single human being on the on the planet, or at least in the country, has the ability to go to the store, buy a pound of Simtex, and go put it in their gun safe. Are you guys okay with that? Me? Of course. Okay. All right. Rich? And, and former felons doing the same, yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because it, it's, it's all about, um, you know... Um, equality right <laughs> if they want to be all about equality then let's talk about equality every single human being being able to own possess transport synthesize and use high explosives now some people say well 
explosives are totally legal, right? Because I could go synthesize RDX right now. I could go synthesize, uh, you know, ETN uh, right now. And I could lawfully have explosives as long as I don't transport them, as long as I don't uh, use them in a commercial aspect of making money, and as long as I don't store them. But imagine this. If I said, okay, if people think that's fair, if I said, yeah, rifles are covered under the Second Amendment, but you have to build it, use it, consume it, and destroy it. You can't keep it. So then if the need arises that you need that item, you have to build another one and use it, consume it, what, and destroy it right after. But that's the, that's, that's the problem that we run into when people say, oh, but you can get it, you know, because you really can't. The ability to acquire arms is part of the Second Amendment. If you eliminate the ability to acquire arms, then you eliminate the Second Amendment. Yeah. So most people kick back and they say, well, you know, I don't want everyone running around with, you know, pounds of C4. Well, okay, do people run around with, you know, AR-15s on their chest all the time, slung up? No. Usually not. A very small, Does yesterday count? A very small percentage of people even, you know, exercise their, their uh, you know, use their handguns and carry their handguns. So, so my point is that um, if you look at it, well, even going historically, so let's go back. Most of, of high explosives, most of them have been created and improved over the last 100 years or less. Really, the most advancement has been the last 50 years. Uh, well, ish, okay? Like uh, erythritol tetranitrate really is, well, uh, most of it has been the last 100 years or less, okay? And things change, you know, uh, you can increase your yields by changing the, you know, synthesis and different processes and, and all that. But so let's say, okay, so when did things change? If we all agree that um, people should be allowed to not only synthesize, make, purchase, really we should be able to purchase uh, explosives that are made by people that are highly skilled at making stable explosives instead of people making, you know, ETN in their uh, kitchen. Are you saying back alley abortions are bad? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's going to get a coat hanger and, you know, um, but so when did they stop being okay? Because let's go back uh, to, you know, uh, let's say the 1700s, 1800s when um, I mean, obviously, it was uh, gunpowder was a thing way before that. But really, you have nit nitrocellulose, which is, uh -huh. um, uh, you know, let's gun call cotton. it gunpowder, gun cotton. Um, and that has always been, you know, lawful for, for people to, to own, transport and purchase. The, really, they were just telling people to use their common sense. Like, if you look back at stories historically, um, they would always say, "What keep your powder dry, keep dry. your powder away from your fireplace." And they they even so what Rich, you brought this story up before. Uh, you know, people's houses were going up in flames because they were like storing their black powder next to their fireplaces and stuff. And what would happen to those people? They'd burn the freaking house down. They'd be homeless. And there would be people that would go around and inspect and look and say hey retard you have 10 you have a, a powder keg a literal keg of powder okay. next to your fireplace 
uh, we're going to remove this and we're going to store it at the armory. But they didn't even really take it from them. They just said, we're going to move this to a safe place to store. And it wasn't so, the state. It was, it was militiamen. It was the town. Yeah. It was people, you know, it was yeah, your they, neighbors. They would have a, a powder house where, where they would store all the powder from the town. And you go get your powder. Yeah. And, and there first off, you know, they they didn't have fire retardancy. They didn't have a fire department like we do today with the capabilities that we do with so yeah, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. You had friends, you had Plus neighbors. If your house burned down and you live next door to me, there was a good chance my house was gonna burn down. Yeah. So at what point did it change? When when did when did possession of a keg of powder become an issue? Right? I don't know. When did when did government become involved? You know what I mean? And, and I think do you have an really, answer? What's that? Do you have an answer? I mean, I have an assumption, uh, but I think the movement of government can really only be assumed. You can study things that occurred around certain things, but really, what I believe is when explosives were just powder and then when that powder was necessary for um you know projectiles in a musket or projectiles in a cannon or you know those kinds of things i don't think there was any you know any restriction currently today there's no restriction i don't think there's ever uh there's ever been any any true attack on powder what i think occurred is all of a sudden when you go from something like black powder to something like RDX, which is or, or ETN, right? Which is pushing eight thousand meters per second. We're talking about it's not frag that kills you, okay? So if a powder keg blows up next to you, what what kills people? The frag, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Send, but like RDX and stuff, it's actually the blast wave. Yeah, it's the it's the energy. It is it is so much energy that it will literally just uh, neutral it will completely obliterate anything in its path and if you've seen and we've talked about this guys where i've showed you guys here's uh, a house that blew up from a gas explosion and then i showed here's an explosion of you know semtex and, and it's just like ooh, like it literally neutralizes it it um well, it condenses the molecules of, of the humidity in the air and when you see that shock wave, usually it's not just the energy that you're seeing. It's it, it turning those moisture molecules and the humidity into water and blasting it out. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually compressing the air. That's why, like, a couple of weeks ago when we looked at the, when, when that one house exploded, we both looked at it. We're like, that looks like more like gas than a high explosive. Yeah, yeah. Same thing when that car um, in what um, at the border, when that car flew in and yeah, that, and, that was just gasoline. It was yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't a car with explosives. The gas tank was. Although yeah. that did ruin my day. I had to. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So what I believe is, the government regulated high explosives because they still have yet to date. Um, you know, restricted at a high level, traditional, you know, black powder, even though it's typically black powder substitutes like Pyrodex and things like that. So why is that? What do you guys think? 
I, you know, I really haven't, you know, uh, thought about explosives in in any kind of deep way. Well, I think that I think you kind of hit on it there, Rich, because you say, "Hey, we're going to ban these explosives." The more people are going to be like, "Oh, oh, well, who cares?" You know, I don't do anything with explosives. Then, if yeah. you say, "Hey, we're going to ban," you know, you know, guns because, in you know, there's more guns. And in America, than there are people, and over half the country owns guns. But how? But it wasn't like that with explosives, so it was a lot easier for them to infringe on that right than to infringe on the firearms rights. And it was still death by a thousand cuts. That's the way they work. It was like, well, if you're going to buy the C4, you need to write your name on this list. Okay. Well, if you're going to buy the C4, you need to write your name on the list and show me an ID, right? Well, if you're going to buy this, you need to do name on the list, ID, and show a second form of ID. Well, if you're going to buy this, you need this. Well, you need an FEL, which is a federal explosive license, and and you need a fire marshal to come and, you know, uh, you know, search where you're going to be storing it. You need, you know, the ATF to come and search your location. You need, I mean, it, it's it's one step at a time, right? But why? Here's what I believe, okay? Some people are going to think that, that this is an extreme way of looking at it, and likely they're right. But um, if if there was a call for a man with a gun, let's say pick any uh, – pick like a store, like Target or Walmart, right? Let's say police get a call, man with a gun, active shooter or whatever, or just the threat of an active shooter, man with a gun at Walmart. How do police respond to that? Somebody walk me through it. What do they do? Man with a gun. Depends on do? jurisdiction. If you're like in Uvalde, they just sit down in the hallway. Or if you're in, uh, or if you're Ow. in, um, or if you're in Parkland, they run the other way. Damn. Okay. In most cases, how does law enforcement respond? They uh, gear up. They, they gear up and they go gun. and they go in. But explosive yeah. kind of changes that dynamic a little bit. Bingo. So, so here's here's kind of my my idea. So, man with a gun. Because so many people. The reason I'm bringing this up is because so many people say, well, um, you know, the the gun, the firearm, is the ultimate equalizer between you know men, right? God made man, and Sam Colt made him equal. No, that's not true. Um, a firearm is if there's a call with a man with a gun, and um, the police get the call. They gear up, they got their plate carriers and their long guns, and they run in there, and then they stop the killing, and then they stop the dying, okay? Now, flip the script, and like you said, let's say they get a call of a device. What do they do? They call them the bomb squad. Bomb squad. They make calls that are like six-figure phone calls. Call, you know, this unit, and this unit, and this vehicle, these vehicles, and this, get MRAPs, and robots, and fucking canines and bomb dogs and clear everyone out for miles away it is such a different it, it is such more of a dramatic situation why is that because explosives are so much more unpredictable they're more dangerous they're more catastrophic and it is because the amount of damage that can be done by one human being becomes so much greater that they it, it's not an even battle anymore, right? So what I believe is that a, a man with 
and, and again, I, I, I encourage everyone to follow the laws and rules and, and don't do anything illegal ever. I'm not calling for anyone to use explosives in any kind of way. I'm just saying that in, in my opinion, explosives are the ultimate equalizer between man and government, whether it be a tyrannical government domestically, a tyrannical government uh, you know, overseas, or if we're being invaded by a tyrannical government, because there is nothing else in the world that would be able to to equalize a whole unit or a platoon versus one man right you can you can have an ar or two m16s you know one in each hand firing off and even then you're looking at what something running 3000 feet per second we're talking about 8 to 10,000 meters per second with an energy uh, with enough energy to literally turn your entire body into spaghetti sauce. You, you, can't, you can't compete with that. So the reason I believe that the government ended up restricting high explosives is out of fear of the people. And if I recall correctly, there's a quote, which is when the people fear the government, there is... Yeah, there, where, where, when people fear the government, there's tyranny. It's when liberty. government fears oh, the sorry, people, there is liberty. Beautiful. So that's why I believe that they banned explosives. Now, there is this um, veiled freedom, right? There's this thinly veiled freedom that makes you uh, appear and believe that, that you have these capabilities. But, you know, if something were to happen, if there was a world without rule of law, if there was SHTF, is everyone going to be able to synthesize RDX and Simtex and C4? No, absolutely not. And a majority of the people, a lot of people that have synthesized like ETN, uh, erythritol tetranitrate, are, are, are missing hands because it, it is extremely temperature sensitive. It, it detonates beyond 65C during the synthesis process. Right, it can off gas. It, the off gassing can literally fucking kill you. You know, it, it's it's a serious thing. So, um, I think they did it to eliminate the risk of uh, people that believe what they're doing is tyrannical. That believe that most things of what they're doing is tyrannical. Yeah, and you know, dark warning the government he will use his whole unit. Yeah. Or Waco, they burn the place down. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, it, it it happens, man. Yeah, but you can mask explosive with planes. So, okay, so um, most most weapons that the military uses, um, that I believe, you know, one day they'll likely use against their people. Um, no matter what it is, it's still the threat of explosives right like think of all the the huge the aircraft think of all the ordnance wins wars right so whether it's aircraft carriers or or jets or ships or planes or or you know a grenadier right the, it's still the fear of explosives yeah you may get hit with a round whizzing by you uh but more than 86 you know more than 80 percent of people that get hit with a handgun round survive and more than 50% of people that get hit with a single rifle round survive. So really in combat explosives are, are the ultimate, uh, you know, 
ultimate thing to be afraid of. So the government, even when they're using jets, and even if this is against a, a force of another country or you know their own civilians, which wouldn't be surprised if they use it against their own civilians one day. Um, I, I think that uh, I think it still is related to explosives. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, it definitely makes sense. It's it's definitely makes sense. Um, but I just want to say, dude, if you don't know what you're doing, don't f around with that crap. No, no, don't. It, it's more valuable just to read. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's it's not the, the. There is a learning curve, and 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 if you don't get the learning curve right. What do you mean? I, I just skimmed through the anarchist cookbook while we're talking. I'm ready. Most of that stuff doesn't work. Yeah, most of that stuff is bullshit. Anyway, uh, I'm almost everything is energetic, right? You, you can literally, uh, you know, cut down a tree and make uh, trinitrile toluene TNT. You can grab a bag of sugar and you can grab a bag of erythritol, which can be had in most grocery stores. And that's erythritol tetranitrate, which is. Hello, police. This fella bought a whole bunch of sugar substitute, paid cash, and he looks suspicious. Okay, we we should we should talk about that too. Uh, I'm because that that kind of falls in the same category. But to to kind of echo what Crump is saying, I, I'm not bringing this up to say that you know all people should do anything or or you know um, learn how to synthesize explosives. Wait, I do believe you can learn how to do it. Just don't go experimenting yeah i wouldn't encourage anybody to do anything i wouldn't encourage anyone to take advice from us at all uh i would just say that if if you're curious and hungry for knowledge but, then study hold on, but don't hold on. take action on, on i can i can buy all sorts of explosives i just have to take a class and pay a licensing fee yeah, you could pay the government. Actually, you could pay the government less than what it costs to have an SOT. And you can literally go buy C4. You can literally go buy Simtex H. You can go buy whatever, right? And and this this is stable shit. Like, you can go buy a kilo of Simtex and throw it off of your roof. And almost always nothing, nothing is going to happen, right? It is extremely temperature stable, impact stable. You could hold a lighter to C4, and it literally won't do anything. Um, you could buy blasting caps. You could literally go buy number 10 blasting caps. See, like, it, it's it's insane. As long as you pay the government and you're willing to give up your your privacy, your, you know, uh, really everything, your privacy, freedom, and independence, you can do anything, right? You And we know this. You can go I mean, get machine guns. I mean, you just with this cool organization at the government. It's called the... ATF, mm -hmm. dude, we we're gonna go by there. I'm gonna invite them on the podcast. Always taking freedom. That's what that stands for. I could sign up for their mailing list. I thought I thought it stands for F the face. It might, it might. Um, or or the way Biden says it, ass face taste. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I just. I think that uh, everyone should have general knowledge the same way that I look at um, firearms, right? Uh, I had this conversation around, around the holidays with 
uh, family. Now, I was watching a conversation happen. I, for once, wasn't the one leading a politically charged conversation at, at uh, you know, the holidays. But I had a family member saying that, um, you know, wouldn't it be valuable to at least understand in generality things about firearms for like, there may be a day that you come across a gun. Oh, well, I just won't touch it. Okay, well, what if you need to? What if you need to remove it? How do you make it safe? How do you know what to do? How, you know, so getting general knowledge about something that could be dangerous or, or lethal, I think is imperative. So I am not saying that anyone should do anything other than read information. Uh, so in the memory of Risky Krisky, we love you, brother. Um, I'm not telling you to do anything. So don't go break any laws, federal, state, or local, you know, regulations, rules, laws, restrictions, and then go tell the government that I told you to, because this is me telling you not to. This is more of a philosophical argument about the limits of the Second Amendment. Yeah, correct. Now, Rich, you want to, uh, Simtex works great as a fire starter. Not a joke. He's not joking. People would use it when there was no dry wood for a uh, cooking fire. Yeah, this is also true. Uh, there's also a lot of other explosives um, like that that are very, very um, temperature um, um, stable that, that can provide. A, so RDX, RDX comes from hexamine, right? Hexamine is um, what you find in those little white tablets that are campfire starters or fuel cells for portable stoves for... Um, you know, for cooking when you're camping. And you can literally take those hexamine tablets and synthesize RDX, something that is moving it over 8,000 meters per second. If you guys have seen uh, uh, Tannerite, right? Tannerite is over 2,500 meters per second. And, and if anyone has ever seen a, a large Tannerite explosion, push one in chat right now, okay? Um, we've even seen some people blow their face hole open, uh, and some people have even died. Um, hashtag uh, Zochapa for blowing his face hole open. Um, and there was, there was a guy that packed a refrigerator full of tannerite and shot it, not with the door facing him, facing him, which basically made a shape shape charge. I put it. It was so aerodynamically stable. If I knew that wasn't an old video, I would have said it was CGI. Unfrickin' believable. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an EFP, and it was stable, flying the frick directly at him. So because please, there's more resistance behind it, or, or more power behind it, than there is resistance it. in front of it, yeah. So if you're throwing something in a thing with a door, like refrigerator, microwave, safe... Half the door pointing up, down, not towards you. <laughs> yeah. Or other things you don't want to destroy. And realize that just as projectiles are completely unpredictable, explosives can also be completely unpredictable. Like if you, if that guy faced the uh, refrigerator door down, he could have caught the fan to his face. You know what I mean? That fan in the bottom of a fridge that, oh, that yeah. rolls around. Yeah. So, so like, you still never know. You got to exercise judgment. But the reason I bring that up is to say this. 
for the dudes that are like, oh, well, I'll just keep extra like Tannerite on hand and whatever that, I mean, whatever you choose to do, just whatever you do, do it legally. Um, don't break any rules, laws, regulations, restrictions, sanctions, or ordinances. Um, and also don't take advice from any of us. Like I said before, and shout out to CRS, if you do take advice from me, you're stealing. Uh, but anyway, I'm talking about high explosives that are literally three times the charge that Tannerite is. That's so terrifying. It, it, it's the most terrifying thing in the world, right? The reason that we had this 20-year war that uh, these dudes weren't running around terrified of AKs. What were all the GWAT guys terrified of? IEDs. Claymores. IEDs, yeah. And as the war went on, they got bigger. They used more complex systems. They used, you know, uh, more powerful energetics. They like, And that's why we went to the MRAPs, because of that. Yeah. And now, police. Your local police likely has MRAPs, bomb robots, right? Like, the, it, it is the thing the government is terrified of. I that That's really what I want to... Uh, you know, I guess stress to you guys without sounding like some crazy extremist because I'm not at all. I have no explosives personally. I don't. I don't do. I don't do anything. I don't do any of that. I'm just thinking from a, uh, a hypothetical. I'm going through the standpoint. ATF form right now. I mean, it's not a bad idea. FDL. It'd just be so. Be, if expect you... them to come uh, inventory your home and and your explosives locker and your. Uh, or magazine, they call it, but yeah. So it's 200 bucks if you want to manufacture. It's 200 bucks if you want to import. It's 200 bucks if you want to deal. So that's all additive. And it's only 100 bucks to renew. But remember, you need two things. To, to really be able to enjoy an FEL, you really need an SOT and an FEL. You, you need... Um, you need both. Uh, otherwise, it, you're really restricted in what but you I, what you can I, do. But do I need training? Right, right here. All I'm seeing is I have to fill out paperwork and pay. You have to pay money. Did you know this is the same thing we talk about in the polymer eighty in the build community? Right. All you need to do is you know fill out paperwork to become a gunsmith. No training, no proof of expertise. You could have literally never touched a gun in your life and be a certified gunsmith because of the gtf because i'm reading through here none of it says have you completed blah 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 training it's like yeah nothing um but that's the terrifying thing now it's you your know, poll tax yeah mm -hmm. yep now the other interesting thing is like rich was saying like oh you could just go to Cabela's and buy, uh, you know, 100 pounds of whatever. So imagine uh, we had a conversation earlier today because um, it is insane, um, Damien. It, it, it's it's absolutely insane. And uh, this proves to you that this is not about safety. This is not about, you know, it, it, what, what they expect is this. Um, <laughs> let me say it differently. What they expect uh, is anyone that um, anyone that's going to give over all their information probably probably is on their side, or isn't willing to use 
those types of things against them. Yeah, like people that are going to do it are probably not going to turn over the information. But that is the, and this is coming from somebody that's been Ted pilled. All right, so, <laughs> I you know, I, oh, just kidding. Uh, but I, I just, it is the ultimate fear of of the masses. It is the ultimate fear of the government, and you need to sit back and ask yourself why, because it doesn't matter how many men you send. It doesn't matter They're how many. They're all going to be red mist. Yes. Yep. And. Yes, at some point, that individual could meet that same demise, but it is the only equalizer between man and tyrannical government, period. There, if you, there if is you... something I have never said before in a podcast, and I Uh-oh. may actually say it here. I, I've said it to you guys privately. but You're coming out, the... finally? That too. That, that too. Um, one of the things that I have the most fear of is if they ban firearms, let's just say pistols or rifles or shotguns or you name it, anything like that. The next most convenient thing to do damage is scary AF. Yes, And I mean, look, look at, I mean, I, I grew up, I, I was born in 65. I grew up hearing about bombings in Damn. Ireland and there, there was not an explosives are us store in Ireland. That shit was the most, um, what do you call it? Um, like not remedial. There's another word for it. Um, simply rudimentary yeah that is like those were soup cans right it, it was pickle jars it, have you heard about the pickle jar bombs back then no i read oh, no. a book i read a book uh, about the ira that um went into that pretty heavily the, the, the pickle jar thing well These not guys? only not only pickle jars but it was a soup bunch cans. of other stuff soup cans they just it just became known as pickle jars because uh, that was somewhat, that was what was used most often. So these dudes would take, not to give anyone ideas, I just want people to understand, even the most simple, low-speed, not high explosives, low-speed, rudimentary shit w- was catastrophic, okay? They would use rudimentary timing systems. They would take a pickle jar, which is glass. When you vaporize glass, it becomes very dangerous, gets in your skin breathe it in whatever they take those and i'm not talking pickle jars i'm talking pickle jars huge like you know gallon and up size pickle jars they would fill it with screws nuts bolts drill bits bbs i mean every piece of shrapnel you could think of and then they would pack it with a a relatively small charge of something like black powder or you know, um, I mean, there's been cases where they use AMFO, right? Um, which is uh, something like ammonium nitrate, aluminum, and diesel fuel. And they would make a, a, a timed fuse, right? So, like, let's say a 30-second fuse or or uh, a 10-minute fuse, right? Something even more terrifying. And they would put it in, like, a pub, a library, uh, a store, uh, 
you know, uh, some something that would politically drive their their cause, and they would just walk out. And we're talking a pickle jar of thousands and thousands of pieces of of metal going, you know, 500 meters per second, 1500 meters per second, 2500 meters per second. It, it's brutal. But those lower speed, more rudimentary things kill from from frag. There's actually a whole scientific method of of you know what what type of devices and what type of uh, explosives push uh, fragmentation at at uh, you know different speeds. And I, I forgot the term, but I can uh, um, I can I can pull it up. But uh, I, I got to say, most of most of the shit that uh, that I've learned has has really come from uh, Dugan. I mean, he he is such a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to energetics and a lot of other resources too but um and so, i don't do anything i just read and study i'm i'm gonna hit on something here i'm actually gonna drop the link from wikipedia so interesting story academically um this guy didn't win his you know what he tried to win some election in bath township if i remember the story correctly i'm read it in years i'll answer your question in a second absurd beats go ahead rich but he loaded an f ton of explosives in the basement of the school and blew it the frick up the most deadly yeah. uh, school killing ever yeah killed 45 people injured 58 yep and how often do you hear about that? I bring it up. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it more than any mainstream media has. It was in print media, and then it died off. So now when you hear, like, uh, you know, there was a, a school shooting or a mass tragic event and 14 people, did, which is terrible, right? We We are all advocates of shooting those pieces of shit in the face, neutralizing them, stop the killing, stop the dying that is that is the process and i i would be willing to say that most of uh, us three and likely most of our viewers if given the opportunity we would sacrifice ourselves or potentially sacrifice ourselves to stop a mass tragic event from occurring like going up against a dude in full kit with an ar with just our our handgun if needed to because we we cherish life we are about self-preservation and preservation of innocent life for the most part and i'm not speaking for everyone i'm just saying i believe that even when people say oh no i wouldn't do that i think there's something in them that as long as their family was safe and as long as they you know as long as they could potentially preserve other innocent life they would probably put themselves out there to stop an event like that from happening. So I, I'm reading basically in in modern monetary amounts, this guy's taxes went up a thousand bucks a year. So he blew the frickin' school up. Wow. We are way beyond that. We're <laughs> we're killed killdozer times ten uh right now. <laughs> right, right. So it what it's saying is in 2020 dollars his taxes went from 2143 2143 dollars 
to $3,273. Now this is $2022. Wow. Dude, I, my, my taxes literally just went up a thousand dollars. Yeah. I remember you. Well, there was a, somebody bringing up Timothy McVeigh, Timothy asking if he really did use fertilizer. Um, he did, he, but you got to remember, it's not, not all normal. fertilizer. You can't just go buy cow shit and turn it into explosives. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, ammonium nitrate based and it has to be refined and stuff. So it's yeah. just not, you can't just, you can't set a pile of fertilizer on fire, even if it's money and right shape based and think it's going to blow up. Yeah. What, what the reason why people usually call them fertilizer bombs is because there, there was a point and you, and you still kind of can, but there was a point where you could go purchase fertilizer components like ammonium nitrate is a fertilizer. Ammonium nitrate is also uh, the chemical that's used in cold packs. You know, when you were in school and you bumped your head and the nurse gave you a cold pack, you squeeze it and pop it and it gets cold for a couple hours. Uh, those are those used to be, and about five or so years ago, they started changing it. Probably when people started making tannerite out of them. Um, it is literally a, a foil bag with ammonium nitrate, pure calcium ammonium nitrate, and a little packet of water. And when you pop the packet of water, it has a, a cooling effect. Um, fertilizer bombs, like Crump is saying, it's not just any fertilizer or, or cow shit. It is ammonium nitrate or an ammonium nitrate based or ca pure calcium ammonium nitrate, which some people call pecan. But really, uh, Timothy McVeigh used ammonium nitrate, aluminum powder, or some type of oxidizer, whatever it was, and diesel fuel, which is ANFO. Hopefully that, that gives some... Uh... Now, the other thing... If you guys were to pull up pictures of that, okay, this was what three? It was three thousand pounds, or no, thousand pounds, something like that. And whatever it was, it, it was it was a lot. Okay, it was an entire box truck. I think it was like somewhere between one to three thousand pounds. I can't recall offhand, but this was a box truck that that it was not you know contents under extreme pressure, and the shit was parked. 45 feet away from the building and look at the damage that it did. It is absolutely, you cannot compare it to anything else. It is so destructive. And this is why it's regulated and restricted. And, you know, I, the only other thing I can compare it to is it, it consumes, right? It doesn't just, um, uh, what would be a good way to put it? It doesn't just inject a, a you know, a not a uh, projectile, right? That that does kinetic damage, but explosives consume, fire consumes. So even if everything was banned, and not only banned, but if every precursor was banned, really, they, they literally cannot ban explosives at all, ever. It's impossible. They can't control it. And, and maybe we can uh, kind of use that as the wrapping up piece here. But um, the only thing I can compare explosives to when you look at something that is out of control, terrifying, and it consumes is fire, right? Even if everything was completely unavailable, which is impossible, by the way, um, fire 
man, somebody with $3, a gas can, an axe to grind, and a match can do so much damage. If the Killdozer had a uh, flamethrower? Yeah. Extremely destructive. Yeah, it, it, it really would be. Um, and there's some stuff that people might buy on 4th of July that actually have, talking about sparklers, this is a little bit related, but uh, do you know what sparklers are made out of? Yeah, typically magnesium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It could be several different oxidizers. It depends the color. Aluminum is red. Magnesium is, is white. Titanium is green. Um, there are several different colors based on the, the chemical, but an oxidizer of some sort. And usually like iron oxide or other things. It's potassium, plochorite, titanium or aluminum, and dextrin. And by the way, that's the same thing as um, so potassium perchlorate and an oxidizer, like a fuel, like like a metal, like aluminum, magnesium, titanium. That and sulfur are the same components of. Um, uh, oh my god! And, and do uh, you, flash powder. And do you know what they are coated in? Uh, I don't know what they coat them in. Thermite. Thermite. Nice. So you have some really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. The dextrin probably slows down the burn. Dextrin itself can be, well, all the information is available out there, guys. Um, but what, what the reason why I gave that is because those are some stuff that is used to synthesize a lot of stuff and to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, the craziest compounds, like when I say that, that explosives cannot be regulated, um, they literally cannot be. Now, what I mean by that, they can be. Like Crump, today, they can say all explosives, completely illegal. You cannot possess anything aside from black powder, and only in the form of being inside a cartridge that's, you know, sold by a, an ammunition company, right? You can't own powder all the way up to you can't own CL20, which CL20 is like hydrochloric acid, aluminum and copper wire and uh, that, that kind of shit. Or no, nitric, nitric, whatever. It's uh, the shit that fuels ICBMs. Um, if they ban everything, do you think, what, what do you think would happen? Put it this way, they can't. They can't. They just can't. I have a friend yeah. uh, that is, well, he he became a, a variety sniper, but before he became a special forces sniper, his his role was a combat engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not familiar with combat engineers, they're not like designing shit. They uh, they're they're explosive experts. They make bombs. So I was like, I was like, yeah, man. He's like, that's cool. You get to mess around the stuff. He's like, dude. He's like, half, half the stuff in your kitchen, I can produce the same thing that we have yeah. out there. Yeah. He's like, I can go out to the store and build and, and synthesize any explosive that we use in anything, a grocery store. Anything. Stump remover is pure potassium nitrate. Most stump remover is pure potassium nitrate. 
and like I said earlier, potassium nitrate, a metal, uh, w- which would be like an oxidizer, like aluminum, magnesium, or or titanium, and sulfur is flash powder, which that shit's. Bl- I mean, that's popular in most fireworks, but on a larger scale, go go look up some videos on YouTube of people. Go look up my videos on, on uh, DLD After Dark of some of the flash powder uh, fireworks that are on there. Right there, it is very capable. And and again, I'm, this it, probably some of this sounds bad, okay? And and but I'm, you know, I don't want there to be any confusion. But I think it, it's such a taboo topic. This should not be taboo, right? Uh, but like you're saying, you could get one of those huge four-gallon Deer Park things, and aluminum foil, and a toilet bowl cleaner Drano. that has hydrochloric acid in it, Drano or. Anything that has hydrochloric acid in it, yeah. and cap it off, throw it, and then within thirty, maybe sixty, usually thirty seconds or less, it's gonna, we, it's gonna have a reaction and blow. We used to have, well, I didn't. Uh, certain people used to make uh, coke bombs. Yeah, you get, uh, you get um, a bottle, like an empty coke bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fill it with Drano. You uh, take some aluminum foil, big into little balls, drop it in there, shake it, and throw it. Now, most of the chemicals, though, don't have hydrochloric acid in it anymore, though. Yeah, well, so this is, but this is back it. when I was like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, things have changed a lot since then. Same thing with DOT3 brake fluid and chlorine. You could take chlorine tablets. Rich, do you know anybody that has a bunch of chlorine? <laughs> I'm going to call... Pool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call... Uh, ATF on Rich and say, hey man, this dude has tons of chlorine. I have no idea what he's he doing has with it. A uh what what word did they did they use? A suspicious amount of chlorine tablets. <laughs> it's not like someone going on to Napa's auto parts and ordering twenty five <laughs> fuel filters. Fuel yeah, filters that's, uh, with a quarter twenty eight thread. And, and tagging the ATF. But he's got a pool. <laughs> he needs chlorine. But that's the thing. Chlorine and dot three brake fluid is just the same. Now we're not talking. That's not high explosives, right? But everything uh, in explosives is a train, right? So if you put a firecracker inside a C four, it's not going to do shit. But if you had a firecracker that lit a brass casing with black powder, that lit a small package of Comp B that lit a, you know, uh, uh, blasting cap that you made out of whatever that had ETN in it, like, doom, 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 it, you know, it's a it's a train. Everything is a train. The same thing for those IRA bombs, right? They had, you know, something that lit something bigger, that lit something bigger, that lit something bigger, that blew pickle jars of, of shrapnel everywhere. You know, it it's always a train, even a number 10 blasting cap inside of, uh, you know, a primer that's shoved inside a C4 or even, oh, the coolest thing. So Petten is probably one of the coolest explosives out there. And when people see debt cord, uh, not debt cord, I'm sorry, but the, uh, the, um, the clackers, the detonating uh, cords, not like actual explosive debt cord, which that is super dope too. But um, it's just a way to make shape charges. By the way, water is an incredible projectile when you're looking at, um, like you could cut concrete with water with explosives. Um, but, um, uh, what was I talking about before that? Oh, so the, uh, 
PETN or Petten um, um, detonation, uh, usually they have like the pull tabs or or the plungers. Uh, those actually, I always thought that they sent like an electric signal to whatever yep. it is. So it's it's actually not that. You know what it is? A shockwave. It is a literal tube that is filled with PETN, uh, which is similar to ETN. It, it, it's almost exactly chemically, like, and performance-wise, almost exactly the same as erythritol tetranitrate. Um, but PETN, it literally sends, it, it's, the tube is basically lined with PETN, and when they, you know, pull it or clack it or whatever the fuck they do, because, um, again, I'm not an explosives expert. I just like reading stuff and listening to stuff. It literally explodes down the whole tube and sends a shockwave to whatever blasting cap or or whatever primer to a boom, you know, to explode. It, it's sending an explosive down a tube. Like, that is insane. It's so, so cool, man. Now Dark is talking about running a train. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> oh, man how to make napalm yeah napalm is very simple too but all of these things are simple you know uh and, and when people look at synthesis of this kind of stuff you know they they expect it to be difficult but really what it is is you take something you heat something you cool something and and the, where they where they mess up though is that let's say they read something on etn right erythritol tetranitrate um very common very popular but very recently um you know uh explored high explosive they may they may read the details of something like erythritol tetranitrate and they may see that oh it uh detonates at this temperature so when you're synthesizing it don't go beyond this temperature right it may say that oh this level of force would detonate it so as far as impact sensitivity it's this as far as you know uh temperature uh sensitivity it's this and so on and so on well, yes, but there's sensitivities of when it is solid, there's sensitivities of when it's liquid, and then there's sensitivities that are of when it's solid, melted down to a liquid, and then re-solidified. All of them are different. So it's way, it's simple, and it's way more complicated than uh, than it looks. <laughs> he isn't an expert, but he did stay at a Holiday express last night <laughs> yeah so um that's all so yeah they can't regulate it uh because literally anything could be made from anything and i mean that yeah. anything yeah that that's my point i also want to talk about one other thing before we get out of here and that is the dumbass law stating that that if you buy a binary explosive like tannerite you're allowed to have it you're allowed to keep it separate but you can't mix it until you're ready to use it, and you have to mix it where you're going to blow it up at. Yeah, yeah. I think because, that's pretty dumb. Because it's not an explosive when they're separate. No. Now, I think one day... It's like the AR-15. It's not a gun. Yeah. It, Until you pin the top on the bottom. But the then level. you got the whole constructive possession, right? Yeah. So, like... I think one day wow. we're going to get to a point where they say, oh, uh, because, you know, uh, this binary explosive is potentially an explosive, 
I think the ATF is going to eventually come in and say, yeah, you can't own that. You can't own these two things together, right? Like if if you had a... Um, and you just stole my... The point where I was going. But go ahead. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But the, it's, it is stupid. It's a, it's a stupid... Uh, but because based on what they say, it's not an explosive when they're separate. It's an explosive when they get mixed together. Yeah, but they use constructive possession. And if you have all the gun parts, but it's not a gun yet, then you or you have... What if you have a tabletop CNC machine and the knowledge on how to program it in pieces of metal to cut parts out? That's a stretch. They would have to have more on you. I don't know if they would or not. Think about it. Think about they it could. with 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 form one suppressors. Yeah. If Oof. if you buy that piece of metal thinking, hey, I'm going to put it in my CNC machine and make it a firearm, maybe they will. Because uh, with, with Form 1 suppressors, they say if you buy the stuff and, and with the intent, once, once you have the intent to turn that pipe into a suppressor, you have a suppressor. It's a suppressor. Yeah, but there's also, I forgot what it is. There's, there's, a, there's a law that basically says um, the federal government cannot use a, a citizen's attempt at legally doing something to charge them with a crime. So so the people's attempt at lawfully filing a Form 1 to make a Form 1 can, they're not supposed to be able to use that as a way to arrest them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, I, I got that. But if, you, but if you buy the stuff before you Form 1 it, then they got you for... Yeah. It's just so crazy, man. Like, I, I, but but they're gonna deny your form one, and then they're gonna show up and steal your, your shit form anyway. One is the proof that you were trying to make it into a suppressor. Yeah, so then they're gonna confiscate it. Yeah, there was yeah, a guy that ordered something from um from uh, China, even New Jersey. I got to follow up on where this case went. Um, and it showed up, and it was a suppressor. And he didn't order a suppressor, but they shipped him one. Like, it was fully, like, bored-out suppressor. So he was like, hey, I, I was ordering some part. It came in, and I think this is a suppressor. So he called his local New Jersey police, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, come on down. When are you going to bring it down? And he's like, I'm gonna, I'll bring it down now. So he brought her down there, and they arrested him on the front steps. And that's his attempt at it lawfully... To comply with a lawful order. See, every single time... We talked about this a couple streams ago. I know it was one of the ones we did on YouTube, but it was like every time that somebody called the ATF to ask permission or whatever, it ended in a, in a terrible way. You know, look at CRS Firearms. Look at our boy Matt. It's terrible, man. It's messed up. Um, no, that, so, uh, okay, so somebody said, I don't find the mixing is a problem. You you don't, we don't, but uh, the federal government does. <laughs> um, and we that, that's that's what kind of the premise of what this is, that if you just came in, go back and, and watch it, I'd say it was a good show. It ended up just me, you know, talking a lot. Sorry, but, uh, um, and then Johnny says, most explosives are binary. C4 needs a blasting cap. So, 
So yes and no, right? So C4 is an explosive by itself. However, it does need something like a number 10 blasting cap to, to detonate, which doesn't make it binary necessarily. It, yes, it needs another energetic it's a component to, because you yeah. need uh, an explosion a chemical mixture. at a certain velocity to set the C4 off. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, uh, you know, aluminum and, you know, some type of uh, fuel. I, I mean, oxidizer. just look at a primer and gunpowder. Yeah. Actually, that I is... saw, I saw a dude, I forgot the video, but uh, this guy put ammonium nitrate, aluminum powder and primers in, uh, in a blender and then got like, you know, I don't know, maybe a hundred feet away <laughs> and then plugged it in. Plugged it in. And I was so surprised to see that the primers set off the tannerite, the ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder, because typically, I mean, you need something that is highly energetic, you know, a, a fast speed. But again, going back to the the train, right there, there, I think what it was is it wasn't just the primers going off. It was probably multiple primers going off and the, the fragmentation of the, the metal and the, maybe even the uh, grinding up of the powders that kind of made them. Uh, but then the the air, right? You could take, get this, you could take a spoonful of aluminum powder, okay? And literally hold a lighter to it and light it. And it'll just kind of light a little bit like coals, right? It'll just kind of like have a little bit of like amber embers on it. But then when you go like this and you introduce the oxygen, it will it'll just go up in flames like a huge cloud of flames because the introduction of the additional oxygen uh, i make all this stuff and show how to do it on my videos nice that's what's up hold on are you the darian that has that uh that you the energetics youtube channel oh dark talking a lot never seen that happen once yeah i know right <laughs> To get a reaction, you needed an action. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. Dude, shout out to you, man. I, I forgot the exact name of your channel, but uh, you're a fucking Chad, man. This this dude, if it's the same one, and BitChute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this dude before. Yeah. Dude, He if if it's the same channel. Yeah, um, we, we talked about him a couple weeks ago on uh, DLD After Dark over on YouTube. Darren, yeah, if I you're not over there, man, you should step, you, you check it out. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's up, man. Um, and Darian, uh, let me ask you this: Do you believe that high explosives are protected under the Second Amendment, or should be protected under the Second Amendment? Dude, are you asking like an obvious question? I'm just curious, right? Because some people think differently, and I'm curious well, what people look. There, there's some people in the gun community that are gatekeepers and believe that not all people and we all know the people that shouldn't have those. double O Sean Bill Ruger well, uh, <laughs> well actually I believe we all had dinner with this guy one night I'm not gonna say who or where and please don't call it out hold up hold up he's talking are about Rob Pincus okay I guess he did say who. I mean I didn't say he, I he wrote this whole thesis and I, he he must have been working at that thesaurus for hours. Well, he well, uh, in defense of Rob, uh, he states that he wrote that with 
Oh, you got it working. He wrote that with uh, uh, Dan Growth, who used to run Brady, and uh, that might be Dan Growth's words. Don't care. Uh, he he signed his name to it. I don't care. I know. I, I'm I'm just saying what what he 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 told me. Just if if you're that big of a jerk that you put your name on something like that, you deserve whatever I say. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, I'm just you know. In in fairness, I just wanted to give his point that he gave over. Not saying I agree with that. I'm just oh. saying that was his. Yeah, no, I agree. We we all know your perspective, and, and we know Kentucky ballistics. He's a danger to himself. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay, so we we know what Crumb's beliefs are for the most part, right? Um, every now and then you surprise me with a curveball, but for the most part, we know that you are committed to freedom, independence, and liberty. And I think most of us here are, and, and, and I say that to include the viewers as well. Um, but I, I'm curious about other people's perspectives as well, because it, it, it changes. So think about it like this. People in the Second Amendment world, and I hate to call it like the, you know, the two-way community because it, it's like. Two-way bros. Yeah, it's like saying like, oh, the uh, the tractor community, right? It's a fucking tool. It, it's, a, it's a tool that should be normalized and everyone should. Uh, well, I'm talking about guns when people say the gun community. But anyway, um, you know, the and oh, we do need to talk about that one topic really quickly, too, before I forget um, the shopping cart. But um, fuck, I just did it to myself again. What was I going to say? Um, but uh, oh, so you hear these people all the time that are gun owners that are even, you know, uh, people call them influencers. I call them content creators or just dudes. Right. Uh, but they they have firearms they make videos on firearms they're advocates of firearms they say that they're second amendment advocates and then you ask them you know people will even say that oh i'm a i'm a second amendment absolutist i believe in blah 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 blah. And you say okay what are your thoughts on felons and firearms and they're like oh well i mean you know maybe like the, some of them okay well some of them like who well i mean like just like the not the not the violent ones okay well what's violent I mean, you know, the ones that are... The, okay, so who enforces that? Rob Pincus. The, the only people that could enforce that would be the government, right? It's kind of like, well, do you believe that explosives are protected uh, by, you know, our, under our natural rights that are protected by the Second Amendment? And some people may say, well, I mean, like, some, like black powder, but just not the fast ones. Okay, now who enforces that? The government. Right. It, you're either for limited government or not for limited government. And those same people that are like, well, our natural rights that are given to us by God should only be enjoyed by some that I think are OK, because like I'm voting. scared yeah. of property people owners. Only property owners should vote. Yeah, I look, I see these dudes all the time that, that I just believe it's from fear that they say. I think they're scared of people around any corner being able to have an AR in their car and a pistol in their waistband. And there's so much of a vagina that they're just too scared to, to say that they're terrified of other people. Like, I, I don't care if all of my neighbors had kilos of Simtex and C4 and Comp B and, you know, whatever. I want to be able to build shit and blow it up, right? I want to be able to lawfully do that without fear of incarceration or death. But uh, alas, here we are. Well, here, here's my thing about that. 
you know, oh, well, you know, if you're terrified, you're terrified. But even if I was terrified, guess what? Doesn't matter. My, yeah, my, it, it, I, I, I don't have, I don't have the right to say you can't do something that is within your rights because it scares me. That's not yeah, because I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is not my right to do. And this whole illusion of safety and, and, and freedom is, uh, or, or safety and security is, is a joke. You, you cannot have freedom with, uh, you know, with this much government, we need limited government. And the only job of the United States government is to ensure that our natural rights are not violated. And look at where we are right now. They're the ones violating our natural rights. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're the ones that also take a fucking oath to not. We are living in clown world and people think that you know, them, uh, you know, demanding vaxes and, and demanding, you know, so all the shit that, that everything that we've experienced, really, it's been going on for over 100 years, but it, everything we've experienced has been supercharged over the last like four years. And, and now people think it's it's crazy. Like, no, the fact that the government is stealing your money is crazy. The fact that the government is restricting what tools you can have to save your life is crazy. The fact that they're trying to take your children is crazy. Psychologically, of course, right? And and also physically, yeah, depending on which say. politicians we're talking about. Um, uh, there it, might be a video out there of a, a former president named uh, Clinton. Yeah, it's it's just reporting to court records. So when they look at this and when they say like, oh, well, we need to regulate that and we need to stop that. We need to restrict that. Congratulations. You can't. As, as long as there are trees in the woods and sugarcane exists and as long as as long as, you know, the human mind exists, you can't. I can make an explosive with my literal urine. You cannot. <laughs> Dude, it's it's. No, I, I know. Did, did you know that people are um, like homeless people that are using fentanyl that are opiate addicts are pissing in jugs to save the fentanyl excretion to drink it when they're uh... oh, dude I just learned about that I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me hey, look, they're I... literally homeless encampments where all of them are pissing into a jug and when they get dope sick they all fucking drink it how Allegedly. insane is that Allegedly, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but that, yeah, they can't restrict it. They can't do it. So, uh, uh, in closing, uh, Rich, um, you know, we we talk about a lot. Uh, and Crump, I don't know if we shared this with you. We talk a lot about uh, freedom, independence, and liberty, and and you know what the restrictions on government. And you know, at times, government, uh, uh, the boots of government, if you will are too eager to encroach on the freedoms and independence of uh, citizens. And Rich, you want to tell the story of what happened with the guy with the shopping cart? Well, all right. So the, this is something Dark shared with me earlier today. Um, a guy who was out on bail for counterfeiting, I believe. Yeah. And, and for... Cart weapon possession illegal weapon possession uh elite meth a whole he had a huge rap sheet but they did not know that at that time minneapolis right 
Yeah, I believe. So in other words, they're letting the criminals run free. Minnesota. Well, Minneapolis Minnesota. and Minnesota. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, sorry. So he had a suspicious amount of ammunition that he purchased at Walmart in paid in cash and that is oh, and now, now pause really quickly I just have to add um, they did not know anything about his criminal record he he what from what I understand he wasn't previously banned from the store no one recognized him at this point in the story he's just a dude who went and grabbed a bunch of ammunition that that was out so not the you know shit that's behind the glass counter he just grabbed the shit that was out which is probably boomer rifle ammo and shotgun ammo only i'm guessing but yeah it, and i'm i gotta say do you know how much how many guns and ammo i had with me yesterday yeah i mean i had four steyer augs a ps90 i i had it, an it, mp5 it had a number. yeah mp5 oh yeah i forgot the mp uh, yeah number of pistols stuff and more stuff i haven't named um yeah and thousands of rounds in my car now if i like oh crap i need ammo and if walmart actually sold ammo i'd use because they don't sell you know 556 2239 mil 45 anymore because bad guys use it but you buy 308 yeah yeah 308 is <laughs> fine 30 odd six it's fine that's that's three, not lethal at all yeah 338 lapua that's okay that's okay 50 bmg yeah. they sell too I, I don't know. I haven't I've bought 50 there. But um, so, so Walmart drops dime. And, and I don't know who who does this. Is there some security person at Walmart? Is it Karen at Walmart? What, what they they call the police. They're like, yeah, he bought a large amount of ammo. And With paid cash. cash and left. Yeah. So he's pushing the cart to the car. So the I don't know if they called when he was throwing the ammo in the cart. I think that's what they the did. From from looking I, at actually, the story, I think it was LP, like loss prevention, saw mm-hmm, somebody right. loading up a bunch yes. of ammo in the cart. They probably thought he was just going to try to jet Long out of there out. or something. But I, well, if I were to guess, that's where that happened. There's a sketchy Walmart uh, by me. not Not the nearest one to me, but the next nearest one. And there, there's always like a sheriff's car there. I'm sorry. Is there a not sketchy Walmart anywhere? The the one the closest one to me isn't sketchy. Okay, I've Allegedly. never seen a non-sketchy Walmart. Allegedly. <laughs> so, um, the basically wait they they had a shootout in the parking lot. The cops are asking them to stop. Yeah. So and the guy runs. Yeah, they the police were already there in the parking lot when uh, when the guy had pushed the cart out. Now, like I said, I, I'm guessing, and I am literally guessing that either Walmart staff or loss prevention, which is Walmart staff, called the police on him, saying that a guy is pushing a cart around with a quote suspicious amount of ammo. The 911 call that went out said that there was a guy with a suspicious amount of ammo. I have never purchased a non-suspicious amount of ammo. Based are, on... are you kidding me? I, I mean, my UPS or FedEx guy, he dropped off 4,000 rounds of 9 mil 
Yeah. You know, it, there was a sale. Like, uh, I'll buy 4,000 rounds. It was a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, if Walmart sold 1,000 round cans of 9 mil for 239 to 259, I would be going by there all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. And they don't, which, you know, that's Walmart. That's that's for you guys to know because you, you went all vaginal. Um, but the police were already out there waiting for, for him when he pushed the card out. And 400 rounds of 5.7. Nice. Um, I mean, my closet right now is a literal fucking armory. Right? Like, I, I have more ammo now than I have ever had in my life. And I just finished shooting through rounds from like 2010 and 11, you know, like it's so what they're what they consider to be a suspicious amount of ammo is is insanity. OK, so when the guy pushed the cart out, he he was stopped at the door after paying, by the way, he was stopped at the door. They didn't know that he was a shitbag. OK, now, in all fairness, the guy was a shitbag. Rich was the guy's shitbag. Yes. Yeah, it was a big shitbag. Amazingly. Crump, based on what you're hearing, do you believe the guy's a shitbag? Sure. You probably don't don't know all what yeah. So um he is stopped at the door and then he basically says fuck you and tries to run away with the cart and uh breaks breaks through the door breaks, you know, makes his way through the door and the police are already outside. One cop is literally walking to the door with his AR slung because a guy had a suspicious amount of ammo and was paying cash at a self-checkout, which by the way, they still have to ID you at a self-checkout. Like it's, it's, this is insanity. Um, another cop had a pistol and was, was walking uh, to the door as well. And uh, the guy didn't stop and he ran away, but he ran away because he was a piece of shit and he had a whole bunch of, uh, charges for like robbery and meth and illegal possession of a handgun which honestly shouldn't even exist that there is no such thing as illegal possession of a handgun but whatever um and uh the guy ended up literally exchanging rounds with these police officers in this walmart parking lot now there was another situation where he was and then he was brought in and bonded out yes within like less than four weeks the guy was released on bond with more it, at least i don't know 10 other felonious charges on his record so w- was this in nevada or utah i forget where the scene ends um i don't remember where the where the second one was but but, but the guy is basically a drug mule yeah he was somewhere else he got pulled over and he was with a chick that gave a fake ID. He um, he agreed to uh, the search of his vehicle, which is stupid. And he had four and a half pounds of meth. He had a nine millimeter. Yeah, four and a half pounds. That's, wait, wait, wait. wait no, you left kilos. out one. They asked him to search the car and they asked him to sit yeah. in the passenger seat of that's the cop. I'm, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So... When he agreed to the Not search, he literally was walked to the to the canine <laughs> cruiser because it was a canine cruiser. He couldn't go in the back. So the, the lovely police officer that had not run his ID or his name or anything yet didn't know that four weeks prior he was in a shootout with, with law enforcement. He was put in the passenger seat uncuffed. 
What? <laughs> I, dude, I With do not know. With the keys of the ignition and the engine running. <laughs> yes. And the moment that they found um, that the chick's ID was fake, they were like, yo, this doesn't even look like you, bro. <laughs> like, And then uh, they found meth, and they found two kilos of meth, which is 2.25 times 2, uh, 2,000 grams of meth, a 9mm with an obliterated serial number and other mags and ammo and shit like that and other paraphernalia. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, let's go. Let's go get him and arrest him. And you see the Tahoe or whatever it was go and just pull off. The dude dips out with the cop's cruiser. And what does he do? <laughs> the lights were already on. He's like, yep. <laughs> everyone's just moving out of his way and he's just flooring it. And <laughs> the dude hits the release for the uh for the ar so when he gets in in a gunfight again with police he ends up getting shot and shit like that he ends up shooting civilians but the dude has a suppressed ar and he's now engaging in which before he probably had a fucking high point with the serial numbers you know uh defaced now the dude has a fucking suppressed ar m4 whatever you want to call it i don't know if it was select fire or whatnot but uh, the guy starts exchanging, man, so many tactical mistakes. And, and the first cop is with a pistol. Yeah. 40 yards away, maybe, something like that. He and, might as well have been throwing rocks. Yeah. And then he runs away from his cruiser, which has a rifle and a shotgun in it. And instead of moving up six feet to grab his rifle or shotgun, which would be dangerous but you still have a little bit of concealment and some cover he decides to run 20 yards away behind him in the open to another cruiser of a cop that's already using his long gun so he's like fuck can i borrow your shotgun <laughs> like dude you're making terrible decisions right now it's just it's crazy dude crazy but remember this all happened because now one what's your emergency oh i would like to report uh, a man that's purchasing a suspicious amount of ammunition. Bro, the guy's a shitbag. The guy deserves to, you know, have his face aerated with half a magazine. But this all started. Civilians were shot. Um, and it's interesting that uh, they'll never be able to prove if it was the police or the, the, the asshat that shot the civilians. But... Um, and then all these civilians were stopping because they saw the the Cop cruiser on the side of the road. Yes, and it looked like he was kind of like, you know, pitted so out. He tried to carjack someone. Yep. And oh man, such a disaster. But this is this the same shit. Which like, it doesn't matter what regulation you add. Nothing, nothing can stop anyone from doing anything wrong or illegal or immoral if they choose to. Just like you could cut down a tree and synthesize it to trinitrotoluene, just like you could use a uh, you know saltpeter, right? A a a salt alternative to make explosives. You could use a sugar alternatives alternative to make erythritol tetranitrate. You could take uh, campfire tablets and you know make from hexamine to RDX. You, there's no way to stop it. No way to stop it. So my point is, good fucking luck. The government cannot stop any of this if someone is truly committed to committing evil by eliminating or reducing the amount of arms or um, 
items that somebody can use, uh, you're you're literally eliminating the ability for people to preserve innocent life. That's my whole thing. And with that, I think that might be it for this week, guys. We have a bunch of interesting topics coming up um, that we will be talking about here. And we have some really, really good topics. I was actually looking at some of our topics coming up. I'm just going to give you a little preview. Next week, I believe, is Rich's, it, it is Rich's turn. And we are doing... Um, we are doing... Katrina, correct, Rich? Mm. What okay. happened to Katrina? Uh, we have some before we commit to it. Uh, let's let's have one more conversation about it because I want to throw a couple other topics in there to get y'all's uh, outlook on it. Well, I got, I got. Um, we we have the spreadsheet, man. Yeah, but but what about Glock switches in Chicago? And I'm just kidding. Well, you can do Glock switches in Chicago on the fifth. I'm, I'm just saying some of the topics that we have coming up this year. Uh, we also have all cops are bastards versus the thin blue line, convention of states. That's going to be a good article one. five, and uh, which Rich and I both disagree on. And our two A people slaves on the Republican plantation. Mm. Oh dang, Darian said, I make this to then make RDX. And he drops a link. I'm gonna grab that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um Darian, I know you've been watching uh Dugan's channel. Uh Dugan was originally on my channel with me um when I started DLD after dark. Um, I don't know how, how much uh, as far as like firearms and shit like that that you're into, but uh, check out my channel DLD After Dark. Um, I think you would get a kick out of it. Yeah. Sorry. I might go ahead. So with that, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to let Dark wrap it up here, but you, we all have channels to follow us over on YouTube. John Crump News and John Crump Alive. Flying Rich is Flying Rich. And Flying Rich Firearms over on YouTube, DLD After Dark, Dark himself, DLD After Dark over on YouTube, to have a show uh, Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays, and every other Saturday. And with that, I'm going to kick it over to him to go ahead and, and us, yeah, give us it, some uh, wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's 10 p.m. Eastern um, that we do the live show on um on DLD After Dark. Uh, I also have a uh, web store, DLD Hardware, which is for um, uh, tools and jigs of the gun building variety. Um, also, you know, there's there's another perspective that we don't really look at as people that are living a life of preparedness and preparation. And, and you know, I, I, I don't want to like glorify the whole, you know, SHTF bro type thing, but, you know, really all of this stuff, even like studying and studying energetics and studying lock picking and studying, you know, all, all the stuff that we talk about, um, you know, how to become more self-sufficient. Um, there's so many ways to, you know, um, to increase your own value if shit did fall apart. And one of the ways I found recently, um, when you think of uh, valuables, most valuable things are beyond padlocks 
and traditional locks and things like that. And I recently invested in these combs right here. And these are essentially master keys for almost every single padlock on the market. I literally went through my house today and was just like, uh, boom, open padlocks. I had a huge Brinks padlock, like a diesel, like, you know, $60 lock that I lost the keys for. Haven't opened that thing in, in years. And I just grabbed, I was like, uh, which one looks about right? Uh, this one, put it in, wiggled it around, hit the tumblers, boom, opened it up just like that. So, you know, these little keys, these little tools, these combs, I actually shout out to the lock picking lawyers, uh, store, uh, covert instruments, I think covert, Co instruments. covert instruments. He does that with, um, McNally actual and uh, a couple other guys. Yeah, I grabbed these for under Not thirty dollars. Hmm? Not McNeely actual. No. Not McNeely actual. But McNally uh, these actual. are uh an excellent investment and they will literally uh they turn non permissive uh you know uh places to uh <laughs> permissive but well, you know, that's probably not the best term, but uh these are your keys to really Pretty much anything uh, behind a padlock from a, a you know, $350 lock on a van to a padlock to someone's gym locker to whatever. So cool shit like this that's super inexpensive is, is awesome. But yes, uh, DLD After Dark on YouTube, DLD After Dark separated by underscores on Instagram, DLD Hardware for stuff. Also um, for gun building stuff, gun building tools, jigs. Uh, also DLD Hardware now has all my merch is all active. A lot of people were kind of upset that they couldn't get it uh, because the two stores weren't talking to each other. But uh, that problem is fixed and people are getting all their merch delivered as we speak. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, there's just shirts like the government did 9-11 in a really, really super cool coded way that you can't really read it right away. Um, and a bunch of other stuff like... Uh, you know, tyrant eradication team shirts and, and other stuff. So yeah, check it out. And John and Rich and all the viewers, I appreciate you guys being willing to have this conversation. I realize that it is not the most popular topic, but you know, it, it's, it is it, energetics are the true equalizer between man and a tyrannical force of any size. You are just triggered by the uncensored podcast. Be sure to come on back next time to get pissed off all over again. Be sure to send your hate mail to hate at uncensored.wtf. Ah!